All right, so so we had a good idea for an opening bit, but uh, we can't remember it. So schwa that roll call. Eiji Tsuburaya, the man who created something from nothing. Godzilla, Ultraman. But when those who don't give his franchises enough credit, these podcasters will do it justice. For they are... Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Love our Hall of Fame's Ultraman. Ultra Yellow Cancer, gone. The other son of Goliath, Ultra Pinkcaster, late! Spreading the love on one of Japanese beloved franchises. Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Shrek! Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, the show where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, future, Godzilla, and all Gomers in between. I am your co-host, Ultra Pink Caster Lane, Rose Pink Rosa. Ultra Gomera Caster. <gasps> oh! You know what? Yeah, since I have, like, so many personas on Caster Ranger, we're <laughs> gonna have someone Ultra Ranger. God damn it! So you have Ultra Pink Caster Lane, Ultra Pink Caster Lane... Uh, Hashtag gay for Gomera. Oh, oh. oh. You're like Ryu, you're like Ryu with Ella King, but your but your thing is with Gomera. So, so, so this is essentially like the Gomera Power Hour because like, <laughs> my God, there's just so much fucking Gomera that we're gonna be talking about today. Not even joking. We got regular Gomera, Mecha Gomera, Cyber Gomera. And we'll get all into that. And, and who, what, what's kind of got, and who kind of was inspiration for Gomera? Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For once, it finally took 66 episodes, but we're finally talking about a Godzilla movie. Yeah. And eventually we will talk about the, the Toei Kaiju movie, which is the Kaiju in between. Oh, oh yeah, Kaiju Ward. So then we'll finally be true to our name for our show, where we talk about Ultraman's past present can't really talk about future unless you count Ginga because he's from the future well, yeah you know what yeah we'll count Ginga because he's from the future uh, all and right. then Godzilla because we're talking about Godzilla movie and then finally when we get to that all kaiju movie, in between yeah that'll be all kaiju wait, wait, which I was basically just implying with like Rodan Gamera oh that's true like Baron we need to watch fucking Gamera <laughs> no god I, I I would love to if the DVDs weren't out of print I'm so sad they never released that, like, new movie. I know. I wanted to see it. But anyways, we're talking about Ultraman Rube episode 20, Ultraman X episode 14. Yes, episode 14. And uh, for the first Godzilla film of the year, we are talking about the 1956 cut of the original 1954 film, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, so strap in, get a beard. It's gonna be fun. Oh boy. Spoilers, it's not. <laughs> it's not good. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but first, we got some news. Yep. And a our lot of news. First God news damn. story is actually a fan edit that uh, somebody saw. Yeah. T- taking a little note from Extra Extra Cast Ranger, in which, uh, so somebody took the, uh, what is it, the mini plot or so- Soto, the Soto figure for Common Rider. Gates is his name? Gates? Yeah, Comrade Gates. Yeah, Comrade Gates. And they use like Hibiki parts, I noticed. And they made it into a Gridman armor. Yeah. So that's like. 
There it's is. actually pretty cool. It is. Like, I like, cool. I like he has, like, the chest plate, and then he has, like, you know, uh, the shoulders, and then he has the, he has, he has Gridman's fin on top of his helmet. Yeah, and then, like, oh. And, like, like there's a picture hinting at, like, oh, can he have the attachments? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Wow. That'd be cool. It, it reminds me of Comrade Burf a bit, with the Burf yeah! thing. Yeah! That, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking Burf. Yeah. yeah happy birthday for him. Is it actually called it's, the Happy uh, Birthday? Yeah, it's called Birth Happy Birthday for him. Because Kogami's a fucking tool. Oh man, I loved Kamen Rider Birth as like a character and design for O's. I, I loved him as a character, but honestly, I really grew not to like his helmet design because I don't like how like the visor of the helmet is like this kind of like U shape. Yeah, I'm shocked that they didn't get him for Zio yet. Yeah, and they already did the O's arc, so. Bit, bit of a shame. Yeah, you know, I used to put Dan in it. <laughs> you're gonna get to that episode, you're gonna fucking hate it. Oh, I'm gonna... I'm just gonna skip that episode. No, you gotta watch it for Edgy. Oh. Well, okay, I'll watch it for Edgy. Yeah, Edgy's in it. And Hina. But yeah, cool fan of it. Yep, no, that's cool. Wait, wait to represent Gridman and Kamen Rider, so... So, our first proper news story... So, uh, we finally got a release date and pricing for the Figma Gridman, uh, action figure. I, I'm sorry, but that looks so cool. It, it looks... It's a bit skinnier than I... It than... looks like an actual representation of SSS Gridman, because that's how he looks like in the anime, yeah, from what I I've seen. I don't think he looks that skinny, though. He, he's... He's, got, he's got a bit of bulk. Like, I know he's taller, like, taller and kind of lankier, yeah. but, like, I know he has some bulk to him. At least he comes with the sword, so that's cool. Yeah, he at least comes with the sword. Jesus Christ, that's huge. It's anime. I know. Yeah, that, that's it, a great thing about go... anime. You can exaggerate anything. Swords, vehicles, bra sizes. Can we can we can we get freaking this Gridman figure and then release like an accessory pack that comes with like fucking Gridman boxer? Oh, Max. Oh yeah, sorry, Gridman Max. That'd be amazing. Yeah, the figure looks cool. So it'll be coming out in August of 2019 for a price of 6,800 yen. So you're looking for, you're looking at like 80, 90 dollar figure. Okay, okay, so the sword's called the Gridman Caliber. Oh yeah, Gridman Caliber, that's right. Don't worry, we'll get back to SS's Gridman eventually. Next episode. I, I planned it out. If, if Rube isn't subbed, we got, we still got two shows to talk about. Yeah. Alright, next news story. This kind of showed up while we were preparing so apparently idw is releasing a volume two of godzilla uh complete rulers of earth so what's this so apparently there was a comics a comic for godzilla that ran from 2013 to 2015 by idw called godzilla rulers of earth huh. it is currently the longest running godzilla comic only running 25 issues and apparently it beats Marvel's run by one issue. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel made a Godzilla comic? Yeah. Wow. Oh, dude, have you never seen the Godzilla Marvel run? No. It is considered that at a point in time, Godzilla and Transformers were in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. God, just imagine fucking Bumblebee teaming up. Fucking... Fighting Godzilla. Or like Iron Man or something. Mm -hmm. 
Jeez. So, yeah, so uh, apparently Volume 1 was, was released back in 2016. And now, after three years, they're finally releasing Volume 2. Cool. Which will include issues 14 through 25. And that... That is him. Oh, there's Mechagodzilla. Yeah, Mechagodzilla. You, you see other Mechagodzillas. Uh, King Caesar. I want to say Ebera. Okay, so we got the original Mechagodzilla. We got the 91, and I'm assuming Kiryu, so... Maybe. Okay. We got some new kaiju there. Yeah. And then some woman going, ah! She's like she's possessed by zombies or something. No, I can't see. Who the fuck's that on the. Oh, yeah, that is King Caesar. Yeah, King Caesar. Yeah. And then there's this Godzilla with his atomic breath with, like, bullets on him. Oh, and the, and the spikes are glowing, just like in the 2014 Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, okay, originally collected in six smaller trade paperbacks, five issues. We- or 25 issues split from six books. Hmm. How would you do that? Wait. 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24. Okay, yeah. So the last issue had five. Mm-hmm. Or the last volume had five issues where the others had four. Yeah. That, that's standard uh, comic book practice. Graphic novels only have like four to five issues in mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be coming out August 13th, 2019, for 30 bucks. Do they go collect this? If I find Volume 1 for a cheap price. I mean, maybe in Anime North. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'll look out for it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art was done by Matt Frank, who is... Oh, he was also the writer. Uh, Matt Frank is big in the kaiju, uh, big into the uh, Godzilla name. He does a lot of the comic books. He's also the one that's doing the Red Man comic. Oh, right now. oh, that's why that name sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay, good for him. And which he, that looks impressive. That that's a really cool cover. I like that. Mm-hmm. Is that at the top though? I I want to say Ebera, but it might just be a new kaiju, because you also got this thing down here. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That's cool. New kaiju's are always cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Neat. Uh, do we know anything else? Nope. Alright. Looks cool. I'll probably look into the, uh, Rulers of Earth series through Comixology. If it's on there. I hope. Alright. On to some Ultraman news. Subaru Productions plans on taking down, uh, uh, what's the company's name? Blue Arc Group. In which they were the ones that, uh, that made the Dragon Force movies. Oh, that yeah. had the Chinese bootleg Ultraman. Remember him? I know. I'm still waiting for the English sub of this movie so we can watch it and talk about it. Do, do, do you remember when we when we had that yeah. in the news? Yeah. When there was Crunch and Noble? Yep. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> so, so apparently, there was a TV series after this. Called Dragon Force 2 in 2018. And Dragon Force Rise of Ultraman 2019 film. Oh. They made a sequel. And it came out. It came out January 18th. And there's a trailer. And the kid's wearing an Ultraman hoodie. Yeah. Okay, we gotta watch the trailer. Alright, we'll be right back. I have no idea what that was. Okay, like, what I gathered from that, there was, like, some evil villains. Ultraman's fighting them. There was, like, some kind of, like, Iron Man group of people. And well, a, they're and a, they're and the a, dragon and, force. And a, and a pink dragon. 
Well, I thought Ultraman was the villain in the first one. Maybe he was at first, and then they converted him or something? Like, we don't have the full context of the movie, so we yeah. don't know, right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, in the press release, Tsuburaya re reiterated that they are the sole copyright owner and holder of all Ultraman works, and they never authorized the Blue Art Group to use their characters, which is why they filed a lawsuit in China that said copyright infringement. Yeah, but there's no copywriting in China, so literally China can do whatever the fuck they want. But then, here's the thing, though. Blue Art Group argues that they got permission from UN Corporation. Oh, who used to own them. In which, for those that don't know, UN Corporation basically forged Subarai as president at the time, saying that they had international rights to Ultraman. Mm -hmm. Like, Ultraman through Ultraman Taro. Yeah. Or, sorry, Ultra Q to Ultraman Taro and Jumborg 9. Mm -hmm. Or Jumborg Ace. Mm -hmm. Uh, internationally. That's why they've never really gotten a legal release over here. Mm -hmm. Which is why when Crunchyroll got it, the furthest back that they got was Leo. Which was the show that came after Taro. Yeah. But now that uh, Subaraya Productions owns the international rights to uh, the Ultra Series, like to all of the Ultra Series once again, guess they're going to take action and be like, hey, this is our property. You are disgracing our name. Huh. But but which yeah, that's the biggest like argument. China doesn't really have copyright laws. No, they like, don't. Why do you think every bootleg comes from China? It's like just, they don't care. Yeah. Uh, in addition, the press also announced also pointed out their recent court victory about the rights of the franchise that UN Corporation's representative director admitted under oath at said trial that they don't have the rights to adapt the Ultraman series. Okay, so I guess that was a thing as well. That sure UN Corporation had the right to Ultraman internationally, but apparently they could never release like any new content out in the West. Maybe that's why Super... Because you remember that news story about how Super Aya plans on uh, making a West Coast branch, right? Yeah. To make to make expanded content. That's probably what they're going to start doing now. Oh, okay. So here's the synopsis for the movie, apparently, because it's on the Ultraman wiki. Oh, of course it is. Protecting the Earth and maintaining peace, Ultraman used to be a godlike existence for the Earth, but in recent decades he disappeared into a mystery. The replacement forum was the Elite Team Dragon Force, part of the GSB, Earth Security Organization. GSB has been receiving reports of global energy anomalies in the near future, and they there have been huge disasters around the world. The GSB organization sent the Dragon Force to find out the causes of the energy anomalies, but unexpectedly found that the incident had a relationship with Ultraman. The unexpected encounters between old and new generations of the Earth's guardians led to the hostile sides of life and death. In the end, is this an accident or a conspiracy? Who saw the final truth? Okay, so it's like a Fate and the Furious type of thing, where it's like the advertisement was showing you like, oh, Dom's evil, but it's like, oh no, he has reasons. Mm -hmm. In the end, don't go see, don't go see Fate and the Furious. No, that just proves that okay, maybe we should stop these Fast and Furious movies. Yep. Like we should have stopped them at six. Yep. And I'll put this in the link as well. Um, Subaraya Productions also released like a full-on news statement regarding the situation. 
in which it goes into more detail about their whole uh, protection rights and such. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Dragon Force kind of sounds cool. Yeah. Like an elite, that that sounds like a Sentai synopsis, like an elite team protect like order like protecting the earth after like there was a warrior that came before us and now it's our job to make sure that his like what he fought for was never tainted yeah neat well he got super bad predictions whoa ah! Ah! <laughs> uh nothing <laughs> though, though I will admit I like the layout of their uh I like the layout gets to know more about super bad predictions yeah uh, father of tokusatsu Eiji Tsuburaya, the founder of Tsuburaya Productions. With his fedora and glasses and everything. I, I, I actually, oh, a cigarette. I actually like that tagline for Eiji Tsuburaya. Father of Tokusatsu. He is the father of Tokusatsu. Yeah, Godzilla is like the king of Tokusatsu. What would you consider Godzilla? The fa- the grandfather or the... like Grandfather. The grandfather of Tokusatsu? The god of Tokusatsu. Oh, and look, it's Ultraman Reboot. The Malaysian Ultraman. Yeah, from Ipu, uh, Ipu Ipu, or Epo and Ipu. Uh, eh. I don't know. One of our fans actually acknowledged us that, like, it was nice of us to actually mention that. Which you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, speaking of things returning, uh, Moa Mogami at, is returning to Ultraman: New Generation Chronicle. Uh, Moa Mogami played the role of Android Zero One a.k.a. Mana from Ultraman Ginga S, and yeah. she will be appearing in three episodes of Ultraman New Generation Chronicle. Along with Pega and fucking... Kaiju Busca. Kaiju Well, they're the hosts of the show. Uh, and then, in the first episode, Riku made a guest cameo. Hmm. Because, of course, Riku would show up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got an ultra... What do you want? Yeah, I know. He'll, for the rest of his life, he'll just I'll like, do hey, it. if you need Ultraman Jeed, I will be there. Not even, like, the concept of the episode. The episode was never subbed, but I could tell, like, so Riku and Pega were there for a Dawnshine film event, mm-hmm. but, the but like, the footage that they were watching, it was nothing but the new generation Ultraman, mm-hmm. like, from Ginga to Rosa and Blue. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Riku leaves... And then Kaiju Busca shows up because apparently he runs the theater. Oh. is going to show up in this week's episode because they're talking about the episode Gonku's Tears. Yay! Okay, so so far, first episode, it was the introduction of all the Ultramen from Ginga to Rosso and Blue. Second episode was the first episode of X. Third episode was the first episode of Ultraman Jeed. And now the episode coming up this Friday... Which, if you're listening to this on, like, if you're listening to this episode, the episode's already out. Uh, it'll be the episode Don Q's Tears from Ultraman Ginga Gas. Yep. Episode 11. Yeah, episode 11. Ugh. That's cool. Okay, so yeah, she'll be here to, uh, she'll be on episodes that will be airing from February 2nd, 9th, and 16th. So... Episodes 5, 6, and 7. Hmm. Sounds right. Cool. Cool. And uh, to keep on the Ginga S hype train, excuse me, but you may want to turn down your volume for this. 
Lane. Yep. There's an ultra replica of the Ginga Spark. I know. I need it. I know you do. Need it. I know you do. Premium Bandai has announced that their next item for their ultra replica line is the ultra replica Ginga Spark from Ultraman Ginga. Complete with Ginga Spark doll. Oh. No, and then what's the what's the best thing about this set? All right, uh, for starters, it's a cheaper price. Yep. <laughs> so I don't have to spend three hundred dollars on Ginga Spark anymore. No, no, you don't. Thank you. And you're getting like a proper one-to-one -one scale. Yeah, a proper one-to-one -one scale of the Ginga Spark. It comes with a stand, unlike the DX, the original DX one, and a stand for the Spark doll. Yeah, and a stand for the highly detailed, uh. Ultraman Ginga Spark doll, in which I think that may just be the one from the, uh, I know they re-released the Ginga and Victory soft vinyl figures, like, mm -hmm. like a while back. It, they were, like, highly detailed. I think it was called, like, Soul soft vinyl. Okay. That's uh, still cool looking. But the best, best part of all with this, it comes with two sticker sheets of 221 different kinds of spark doll labels yeah so literally if you any of your vinyls that you own you can just attach the sticker to said vinyl and turn it into a spark doll like for instance so, so if i want if i so my gomera yeah so i'm holding lane's gomera which i wish i had my taro over here but he's on display right now uh you you may notice that if you buy a soft vinyl that came out between 2013 to 2015 there is a small little emblem on the right foot of each kaiju in ultraman mm -hmm. now that's where the spark the ginga spark uh label would be to scan it yeah yeah to scan it on in which the ginga spark would say ultra live and then it would be whichever kaiju or ultraman you had unfortunately as like you gotta re-release these stuffs so after 2016, they re-released everything, but they now no longer have the Ginga Spark logo. What they have is like a production logo. So it's like 1805 for Gomer. These sheets here allow you to take said vinyl figures that you already have, if not, if it doesn't have the Ginga Spark logo, and you just put it on. Or the better thing is, now you just have a sticker sheet. list yeah. of 220 different spark dolls and you can just literally take the Ginga spark and just boop 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 scan all of them and you have access to every sound in the toy that's fucking amazing uh in addition the transformation mode you can reproduce the first transformation of ultraman Ginga in conjunction with the bmg by loading the Ginga spark 221 different kinds of sounds will be activated that's awesome so, like, probably what you'd want to do is just, like, laminate these sheets, and then just, like, there you mm. go. Yeah. Scan them every one. Oh, I want to do Dinah. Ultra Dinah! Dinah, Dinah, Dinah. That's, that's, that's sick, man. And just, oh, that face, man. That face on the Genghis Park. It just, I love it. And I want it. I know you do. Oh, yeah. Like, I... It's I, a really nice I, transformation I, device. Like, I was baffled. Because, like, I was just thinking to myself, man, I'm going to have to spend, like... If I want one, I'm going to have to 
actually put down a lot of money on it because it was that big of a toy. But now it's like, why get that and hunt down every single Spark doll when I could get this and have everything? That's why, like, I'm kind of holding out because, like, I don't know why, but, one, like, one of my favorite Ultraman transformation devices is the X-Divisor. And, like, I really want that. I can see them doing an X-Divisor next year. It'll be X's... 15th no, 5th anniversary. Yeah. Well, actually, came out in 2015. Yeah. So 2016, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, next year will be Ultraman X's 5th anniversary. Yeah. So chances are there will be an X Divisor coming out next year. They can have, like, X quotes and... Hat come with every cyber card. Because, again, because even, like, they... For the X lineup, they also had a Spark Doll line... Where each kaiju or Ultraman came with a cyber card. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was just the kaijus. They came with cyber cards of each representative. So, hopefully they also get a re-release. Yeah. Uh, the Ultra Replica Ginga Spark set from Ultraman Ginga will go for 9,990 yen. Which is, like what? 100 bucks? Yeah. 140? Yeah. Hundred, so you're still paying a lot less. Yeah, like 180 with middleman fees. Yeah. And is scheduled to come out in August of 2019 this year. Pre-orders are being accepted until March 23rd, 2019 at 23 Japanese Standard Time. Okay, so you got some time to save, sir. I am automatically going to put money down on this. Yeah, you are. Uh, I, I... Need it! Gingo was my first ongoing Ultraman series. I've always wanted a Ginga Spark, and now I, now I can have a, a the be all end all version of it. Yeah, Ginga was the first like Ultraman where I was kind of just like, huh, I wouldn't mind getting into Ultraman, and then I just stopped watching after the when it went to hiatus because like it was really boring. Well, no, just it like after it went on hiatus, nobody subbed it, and then nobody subbed Ginga S. But then I'd, I'd I'd say Ultraman Orb is technically now my official like. Starting Start, yeah. point into Ultraman. So, that's that's fucking cool. Good, good, good job, Bandai. Man, I wonder what Victory's up to. Oh wait, he's getting a fucking SH Figuarts. Yeah, no, that's that was a surprise. And it looks fucking awesome looking. Just Ginga gets the Ultra replica. Victory gets the freaking SH Figuarts. Yeah. Well, that's sick, because Victory's a cool character. He's really cool. Now, I know I've, been, I've said on the show before that I'm a huge fan of Ultraman Victory, and I am, but I'd like a figure out of Ultraman Victory Knight. That would be beautiful. And I would just have him standing there playing... The Night Timber. Playing the Night Timber. So yeah, I was just... When, when I heard about the uh, the announcement for SH Figuarts Ultraman Victory... I didn't even see an image. My friend on Twitter tweeted about like how the SH Figuarts looks. Like all she, all they mentioned was uh, oh like OMG the the new announcement for the SH Figuarts looks so sick. And I'm like, oh okay, and I know that they're into Ultraman. It's like it's gotta be an Ultraman. Like it's gotta be something Ultraman related. So I'm just like scrolling through Twitter, being like, which is it? Which is it? Which is it? Which is it? And it's like, it's victory. Oh. My god. It's so cool. It's so nice. And he comes with the EX Red King Knuckle! Yeah, he comes with the Red King Knuckle. 
and, and he also comes with the uh, Shepardon saber. Yay, I'm glad he comes with the Shepardon saber. Because that's his buddy. He'll also probably come with an effect piece to do the uh, Victorium, uh, Victorium shoot. Uh, what I would want to do is if I got the victory figure, I'd get like a, a Shepardon uh, vinyl. Like vinyl and just pose it with him. Oh, that'd be cute. His pet. That's really cool. I'm glad. I'm glad Victory's getting like getting some love. Because you know what was the last like, m- like, newest Ultraman to get an Ultra Act Ultraman Ginga, mm-hmm. and then and it's like okay, so we're gonna get a Jean Nine, right? For like for Ginga? Nope. Nope. Are we gonna get a Victory? Nope. Nope. Get get an X. We can give you Cosmos. Okay, we we like that. Are we gonna get X? Orb? Oh yeah, we're stopping production line on Ultra Axe. Oh. What are we doing? Oh, oh, we're doing SH Figuarts now. But but we already have versions of, of these figures. Yes, but they're more accurate and better articulated. Okay. Well, I kind of don't like that. Oh, like three years, like five years later, or like yeah, four years later. Gar, here's a here's a Figuart Zafi. I love it. Oh, the cool part about the victory figure—he's a retail release. He is a retail release, costing six thousand four hundred eighty so, yen. So it's like eighty bucks. Yeah, eighty bucks, and then he comes out in June. So yeah, make make victory night, please. I'll buy that. Oh, that'll victory night is beautiful. That will probably be the Tomashi web. Well, if this, I feel like if this figure does well, then they'll do victory. It night. will. It will do well. It's the only highly articulated victory figure we have outside of vinyls. Yeah, that's true. This will sell. Yeah. Which I'm also kind of hoping, like, yeah, we got the EX Red, like, the EX Red King Knuckle. Kind of wish we got an accessory pack. Like Ella King Tail. Yeah, like Ella King Tail, King Joe Joe Gauntler, or a Gatling Gun. But, but, I don't know, if it sells well, like, the Ultraman X figures sells well, hopefully we see accessory packs for the two of them. In which it'll come with, like, the cyber armors of Zeton, Ella King, and Bemstar. And for Victory, it'll come with, like, the other arm attachments. Mm-hmm. That was our last news story for uh, this week. What, oh my god! What you go- oh my goodness, it didn't feel like 30 minutes. Probably was, though. Probably. Huh? <laughs> you never know with these episodes of Ultra Ranger. Anyways, on to Rube! So, boy, did we get hit with a plot drop. That was a lot of pl- plots so, to drop. So we, so we've always been just complaining this whole show. Who's Saki? What's her purpose? What's her deal? Where did she come from? And and this episode, spirit bombed it at us. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. So all the guards explain who Saki is. So apparently, Saki and her brothers that she mentioned in the previous episode come from the planet Zero Dash Fifty, which is the same. Homeworld as Guy Kerr and I and Juggalus Juggler. Maybe. Think so. I don't know. Uh, it was never specified in the Origin Saga that was their home planet. But anyways. Apparently, thir- 1300 years ago, 
when Lugosite was coming to Earth, I almost said Asahi, Saki uh, turned into Gregory, Gregory Bone, yep. or Grigio Bone, yep. and her brothers became Ultraman Rosso and Ultraman Blue. They stopped Lugosite from coming to Earth, but then they crash-landed on Earth, in which, if you've seen the flashbacks that they've been showing in like the first handful of episodes of Ultraman Rube, this leads to that they weren't fighting Grigio Bone, it's just they all crashed on Earth together, and Rosso and Blue turn into... According to the episode, they got turned into Stardust, which it transformed them into the... Uh, the the Rube Crystals. Oh my god. What? She's from Planet 050. Yeah. <laughs> like confirmed. Wow. So she is from Guy's Planet. So Saki has just been walking around for the last 1300 years. Yeah, okay. Just... So yeah, that's confirmation that like... Confirmation? Yeah, confirmation, whatever. Hashtag <laughs> confirmation. Um, that... Yeah, like, guys, guys old as fuck. Yeah, it's just proves that... Because, like, yeah, it makes sense because he's, like, lived 100 years or whatever. From yeah. From 1916 to... 2016. 2016. Fuck. Wow. So, so, also, we could tell by her clothes in the flashback. Yeah, yeah. So like, it looking looked at, like, like guys outfit just, like, from the origin saga. And we're just, like, looking at her outfit and we're like, yeah, she probably could be from Guy's Planet. So that, that's cool. So... We're I all guess, building. So I guess Rube takes place in... Universe. Well, remember, Ultraman. Multiverse. Yeah. Chances are they could have just transported to this Earth. Oh, that's true. Okay. Or they're from this Homeworld's version of it. Or maybe this does take place in Guy's, like, in Guy's Homeworld universe, and Orb show took place in their world. Oh. Yeah, but then how did you explain how Eisen was, like, saved by Orb when he was, like, younger? <laughs> Guy was probably hanging around space. I guess so. Who knows? Who knows? That's what I love about Ultraman. It's like, can't explain it. New, new universe. But anyways, what I, the the surprise that I wasn't expecting in this episode was that fucking just Mecha Gomera. Or okay. no, not Mecha Gomera. Just Gomera. Yeah, just Gomera. Regular just... ass fucking Gomera shows up. Like we already had Mecha Gomera in an episode. Yeah, in, like, episode six it was. Yeah, we had Mecha Gomera. And then just, like, apparently whatever the fuck Saki was trying to do, she, like, accidentally, like, awoke, awoken, like, awakened Gomer. them. And then he just came out of the ground. He's like, hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Gomera! <laughs> yeah, Saki was, from what I understand, was trying to absorb the energy of the three Rube Gyros. Yeah, you to do something and then she couldn't do it and she's like, What the fuck? Like they, why why can those two do it but I can't? It's because you're a woman. Oh no, probably not. No, it, it's probably like a chosen destiny type of story. So yeah, I think the gyros are still like just cause like her gyro is the OG gyro. Yeah. It's the original. And then they were copied the the, the root gyros were copied from that one. So yeah. And apparently in Episode 21, everything's finally explained. Good. Where it's like, okay, every, like all the dots finally connect together. Asahi, what the fuck are you? Where'd you come from? <laughs> Asahi, who's your mommy and daddy? It's Guy. It's Guy. Oh! It, it's Guy. It's just Guy's, like, fucking... Bastard child. Bastard child. 
He's like, nope, nope, can't do this fucking nope, thing. Nope, it, it's just nope. Like, Naomi's it's, gonna kill me yeah, if she finds out. Yeah, it's just the daughter of fucking oh, guy Naomi. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you, you know what I was also thinking about while uh, watching this episode? Hey, remember Ken? Or K? Yeah, remember remember K from Jeed? Oh yeah. I was like, wow, did he kind of suck as a villain. He was okay. Like he was interesting when he started to become like fucking batshit crazy, and then like I kind of kind of gave him respect for like even though Belial kept like just fucking him over, he still was like un- like just loyal to him to the end. And Belial's like, oh, okay, dude, like Jesus All right. Christ. Um, but no, I've I, I've come to I've I've come to a conclusion about like the best way to describe Asahi in Ultraman Rune. She's like. She's like that, she's like a stray cat that, like, you know, one day you're just, like, you know, you're out in your backyard or something, and you just see, like, a cat in the backyard, and you're just like, oh, okay, oh, look at this cute little cat. So, you know, you, like, pet it and stuff, give it a little food, and you're like, okay. Okay, but you're gonna stay out here. Yeah, you're gonna stay out here. You're, you're an outside cat. And then, then you don't expect to see it, and then you're kind of like, okay, you see the cat again, you're like, oh, you're still here. Hmm, alright, oh, you're cute. But then eventually, you come to adore this cat. And you're like, you know what, you accept it, and you're like, no, I still love you. You're adorable. It's fine now. That, that's what Asahi is. At first, I wasn't, like, too, like, big on her. It's just, you had to let the show not put... Like, and, like, and now she's fucking kawaii desune. Yeah, like, like, you know, when she's not the plot relevance, she's a good character. Also, I'm excited because she, we got, like, she tried to explain the whole, like, origin of Rosso oh. Blue with, like, her cute little doodles. So, yeah, Katsumi saw me ask her. It's like... Like, what did Saki tell you? Yeah, and it's like, okay, immediately cuts her, like, her with the doodles. It was fucking adorable. Oh. And so then, like, yeah, and they're just, and she's just like, hey, you guys don't like it, and, he's, and they're like, no, we, we, we get it. Just, we get it. So then fucking Ushio comes over and he's like, oh, this is like a, a bunny? It's just the, the... Crocodile? The crocodile? Wait, wait, I see Cat Parley's? I, I, I have an idea for a shirt. And then I was like, I, I I hope we see this shirt. I can't wait to fucking see it'll, this it'll shirt. It'll probably be like the shirt that they wear at the end of the series. Or maybe I, I, I'm also starting to notice that Katsumi and Isami, that never really changed their outfits. No, it, uh, that actually really bugs me. Like, like, this is Megaforce, like, Power Rangers Megaforce type of level. Like, at least Guy, like, he wore his same outfit all the time, but then sometimes, you know, when he was at, when he was at the, like, something search, SSP base or something, he'd, like, have it off, and he'd be, like, eating something, and, mm-hmm. like, he'd have his shirt uh, off. Uh, that's fine! Like, he, like, okay, let's, let's do a rundown quickly. Hikaru and Ginga, he didn't really have a whole lot of clothes. And then Ginga S, he was yeah. part of an organization, yeah. so he wears a uniform. Yeah, so Ginga S and X just... Daichi and Hikaru are part of an organization. It, they have to wear the uniform. Guy, he he had like a handful of shirts that he wore, but like he still had his signature jacket. Yeah, because you need he needs to wear that jacket. Yeah, it's fucking badass. Riku, he did have like a few handful of shirts. And then he had that one shirt he wore in the movie, one jacket he wore in the movie, and then yeah. he went back to his regular one. And we're like, what the fuck? Why did you switch jackets all of a sudden? Yeah. Because, uh, he, yeah, he has two different types of jackets, at least, in Jeed. Katsumi and Isami... Outside of, like, Katsumi outside... maybe, like, being in his baseball uniform, maybe when they wore the shirts when they went on their family outing, but other than that, 
No. They have worn the exact same uniform, like, the exact same, like, clothing, like, since episode one. Like, I, you know what I feel like they should have been doing? They should have just been wearing the, his, their dad's shirts. Oh, yeah, because, like, like, they're not, that wouldn't be product placement because, like, they're not real shirts. No, and also, like, it'd be, like, it'd be funny if, like, the dad's like, why are you guys always wearing the same shit? Like, Go wear my shirts. Promote them. Promote my store. Yeah. Help your dad out. That would have been a smart idea. Yeah. Like he like Ushio did like outright complains, being like out loud, just being like, "You guys wearing the same clothes." It's just it's you, odd. you work in a shoot a shirt store. Wear different shirts. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Oh man. There you go. Um. It, oh yeah, and then Ushio like, because like uh, Asahi keeps uh texting Saki and like he t- she texts Saki for like saving her and just like it, it, it's funny like like Saki just like, kind of accepts Asahi just being like god you're annoying you're so fucking cute yeah it's like I'm not gonna respond back right now but 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 you're fucking cute <laughs> yeah and Ushio's just like, like he goes up to Asahi it's like who are you texting do you have a boyfriend is, is he hipster and like he even mentions if he's a hipster I'll kill him and like yeah it's like, like if he's a hipster it's like he's not not dating anyone or, or it's like it's not a boyfriend it's not like that I'm like I, I'm just thinking to the power like 2017 Power Rangers movie girlfriend problems <laughs> so then um, so then Katsumi and Isami they get into like a big fucking fight over like oh we should like talk Isami's like oh we should talk to Saki maybe we can like make her do like whatever she needs to do without blowing up the earth and Katsumi's like no we need to fucking fight her with force no, get no. the gyros back other way around oh was it oh yeah. yeah sorry Isami wants to get the gyros back Katsumi wants to talk to her and yeah. like cause you know Katsumi is the older brother Isami's the younger brother yeah so then like they, he's thinking reckless yeah so then they kind of like a struggle fight whatever and you actually hear like a bell like a like a fighting bell Ding. like a crowd kind of like yeah. hearing the background I'm just like wow it only took them 20 episodes but they're actually having a fist fight. And then I forgot, because, like, their kaiju detector come, goes off, and then they, like, run out to go fight Gomer, and I'm just like, oh, sweet, okay, they're gonna turn Ultra, and then I'm, like, realizing after, like, they don't have their gyros. Where'd they get? Where the fuck did they get? So they try to, like, Katsumi's like, oh, no, we'll save the people. He's and somebody's like, you're fucking stupid. Like, well, Katsumi, like, Katsumi's thinking, like, straightforward. It's like, even with it, like, he's thinking like an actual hero would do. Even without my powers, I'm still gonna try and help. Yep. Where Isami is thinking more of the, like, possession type of thing. It's the powers that make him a hero. Mm-hmm. Where with Kazumi, he's thinking external. Like, it's what it's what I do that makes me a hero. Yep. So then Saki shows up and it's like, oh, you're responsible for this. And she's like, nope. Not <laughs> <me>. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to defeat the thing and take the, public's, uh, take the public's attention, aren't you? I'm not Aizen, guys. I wouldn't do this. Yeah, she's like, I'm not that stupid. Yeah, it, it, you think I am Eisen? <laughs> I, I wish. Meanwhile, in Russia, Eisen meets Eisen. Um. So then we, uh, yeah. So then, like, the gyros, like, are like they they Just teleport, they teleport and protect. Because like Saki's like kicking their asses. Yeah, yeah. Saki's using like the force to like beat. Wait a minute! Oh my goodness! That's also a thing with guy. Like, with Guy. That they have, like, relate to. They have, like, a force push ability. Oh, yeah. And he has, like, super speed. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So then, like, the... I guess, like, the gyros, like, chose Isami and Katsumi. And then, like... Like, like, not... Yeah. No. Saki 
thinks. It's like, oh, you guys aren't worthy, but then, like, the gyros pop out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, oh. Guess you're worthy. Guess you guys are worthy. So then, yeah, so they go they go transform to fight, um... Gomera. Gomera. And then we get this funny fucking scene where, like, there's, like, a car trapped under some rubble, so, like, Rosso just, like, goes, picks up the car, and, like, puts it on the road, probably, so he's off, and he's like, uh, and just yeah. drives off, he's like, yeah. Just thumbs up, going, like, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, fucking Blue uh, falls on him, he's like, the fuck off, man! So then, like, uh... Saki's just sick of it. Yeah, Saki's sick of it, so she summons... No, it's not that she summons. She actually transforms. Oh, yeah, she transforms. Into... Soup. Wait a minute. Uh, Desert Powers... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Grand King Megalos. Yeah, Grand... So, Grand King Megalos Edition. Which, this is a new form for Grand King that shows up in this show. It's fucking awesome looking. Like, Jesus! He's, like, got mechanized parts on him, and, like... If you don't remember who this kaiju is, he was the second kaiju in episode two of Orb. Just gonna look up, maybe look up Grand King again. Yeah. Well, look up Super Grand King. Oh, yeah. Because Grand King's like very old design okay. from like the 80s. Super, super. But yeah, now, just, is Megalos an actual creature? Megalos? I, f- I don't know. I don't know what the actual word Megalos means. Because I swear it probably means something. But yeah, Saki turns into uh, Grand oh King my Megalos. Oh god! Original Grand King's fucking dope! Yeah. Yo, that's so cool. Which, like... Just... Ultraman's story. Yep. Uh, word forming element... Lo- okay, so Megalos, according to Google... According to dictionary.com... Is just another word for large, great, or extra. What is that? What's that word? Uh, exaggerated. Exaggerated. Okay. Right, yeah, and it com- super- yeah, it comes from the Greek word megalo. Yeah, super Grand King, Super Grand King Spectre, apparently. Oh, yeah, that showed up in Ultra Fight Victory. Oh, that's right. And then yeah, Grand Ultra- King's been gaining around and since King. Ultraman Orb as Ma- Mega Grand King, or yeah. Maga Grand King. Yeah, because the six Maga demons. Yeah, and then there's... Or overlords. And then there's Grand King and Megalos. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, this thing is cool. And in one shot, go and it killed him immediately. And I yeah. was just like, oh. I was like, no! Yeah, like, I could... you just see him, like, fire, like, this giant-ass fucking, like, forward, four-road beam from his chest. And just, Gomer just gets... Disintegrated. Like Gomer like sees Grand King, it's like, oh, another kaiju, eh? Well, I'm gonna take it on one hit. Dead. Dead. Gone. I'm like, oh. Like, while doing notes, I didn't I didn't notice that Gomer just blew up. So I just, like, I turned my head to do something else. Turned back over. Just see Rosa and Blue fighting. I'm like, I wonder what happened to Gomer. Yeah. Then I rewind it. Oh, he dead. Oh, yeah. He's dead. I shed a tear for my dearly departed Gomera. Oh, don't worry. There's like two more in the next show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then they're just like they're trying. They try to transform to Rue, but it doesn't work because they're not like on par with each other. So yeah, like they're not in the same mental state. Yeah, they gotta get their fucking shit together, and then it just ends with them like about to get their ass kicked. Oh wait, they're the main characters. Oh, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. They're, they'll show up in the group movie. They'll <laughs> show up in the room, Boofy. That's how you know they'll be fine. <laughs> oh, don't worry, they'll live. 
just the room movie. They're not in it. You know what? That would be surprising to see. A show where the main character actually gets the axe, and then somebody else becomes the new main character. That'd be cool. I think that that would only happen if, like, an actor, like, left or died or something. Oh, wait. I think that's just Doctor Who. Oh. (laughs) Awkward. Awkward. But yeah, so yeah, this episode definitely is starting to lead toward the finale. Yeah. Especially with the news anchor saying like, oh yeah, like there's an object in our solar system and it's going to collide with Earth in one month. It's like, so Christmas. So thank you, Rube. Thank you for finally getting back on the right track. Now if only the last five episodes were subbed. We were worried about you, but now you're back on track and I think everything's going to be okay from here on in. Uh, until everything gets subbed. <laughs> yeah, until, until the last five episodes. Oh, the gets fuck up! Well, no. Patience, young one. They, apparently they are, they are subbed. They're just currently doing quality check right now. Oh, quality check. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about the Rube Crystal Navi of this uh, episode? Sure. So, yes, they showed the ancient monster Gomera, who is, like, rumored to be, like, one of the Last surviving, uh, surviving dinosaurs. I think it seemed to be a dinosaur. Uh, he's 40 meters, 20,000 tons, and he has the super oscillatory wave. Where he fires it from his horns. That's pretty dope. Anyways, <laughs> on to X! <laughs> So, episode 14, The Shining Sky and the Land Beneath It. This is part two of the Ginga Victory X crossover. And, holy shit, was that a very good crossover episode. This was definitely a lot better than last week's episode. Because last week it took its time where this one's like, nope, just action. 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 I got something in this episode that, like... I didn't ask for. I didn't even think I wanted, but I, I got it. I got a fight between Mecha Gomera and Cyber Gomera, and I'm just like, what the fuck with this week with all the Gomeras? Not to mention, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just fate that, oh, this week's gonna be a good episode. For Ultra Ranger. And now Lane is making the Cyber and Mecha Gomera hug. Yep. Or kiss. Oh, Gomera hug? Two's a company, three's a crowd. I still need Skullgomera. <laughs> and fuse them together. Into Mecha, Mecha, Mecha Cyber Mecha Gomera. <laughs> no, into, yeah, Mecha Cyber Gomera. Mecha Cyber Gomera. Which. Apparently there is such a thing as fucking Cyber Mecha Gomera. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. It looks dope. It looks fucking... No, all the Cyber Kaijus look great. It looks like Groudon. So, oh, oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Not Groudon, but like... Yeah, imagine Groudon, but instead of red, he's black with the red outlines. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So, like, Hikaru comes in, and he's just like, yeah, I fucked, I destroyed the fucking your army. army, and Mold Spectre's just like, you bitch. Actually, I'm a guy. <laughs> just, 
and Mold Spectre is getting his ass kicked because like okay, he was fighting two Ultraman now. Now he's fighting three. Oh yeah, no, like if you have three Ultraman on screen, like you're fucked. You're done. You're done. You're it's done, like, It's like 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 you realize you're done when A, there's more than like two of them on screen. Mm -hmm. And three, they all go final form. Yep. It's like oh crap. Oh, shit. <laughs> the only okay, my only disappointment is that we didn't get story like Ultraman Ginga Sturium mode, but it's like he doesn't have the Sturium brace anymore. No. So it's like okay, that's because Ginga Victory is the more powerful form now. Yeah, Ginga Victory showed up again this episode. It's still okay looking. I'm yeah, not a big fan right. of it. Uh, it was funny, though, when, like, they're in, all in the room or whatever like that. It's like, so you're from Earth? Oh, yeah. Just but, like, not from another this dimension? One. Yeah. What are you? So then, and then they're like, so you're Ultraman. And they're like, yeah. And then you just see Rui and, like, the other Mamoru. guy. Yeah, Mamoru. Yeah, just like, oh, my God. They start, like, fucking, like, like patting them down. And just be like, oh, my God. Like, like, like they're patting Hikaru and Shodan. Just be like, you guys are Ultraman. Oh. So, so yeah, so with Alien Magma defeated, it's and the Riffin, the Riffin, the Rift through dimensions uh, is now closed up thanks to the Ultraman, because instead of you know fire like shoot it with fire till it explodes, no, they actually comfort down the Riffin. Uh, the Rifford Dimensions, in which it actually closes. It's like, oh, okay. Mm. I was not expecting that. But Alien Shuffler is like, oh, wait, I got an idea. So he gets this, like, alien that was never mentioned on screen, but apparently the alien's name was Mark, like, his race is called Mark Hine. Okay. In which he gives Gina the spark doll for Mechagomera. And it's like, there you go. It's like, oh, thank you. And here is something that will... And, like, an egg that holds information on the Zeo headquarters. And it's like, oh, Shaplay will give you the money. He turns over to Shaplay. Shaplay's just holding his gun. And just, bam! Kills him. Kills him. It was amazing. It's like, whoa! That's how you pay your customers? Yep. No thanks. So then, yeah, so they summon Mechagomera, and just Mechagomera's just fucking laying waste in the fucking city, and it's awesome. And so then, like... It's cute, like Tachibana or whatever, like that, or like the captain. He, uh, yeah, he like uh, gets like Asuna sh uh, or yeah, Risa show and uh, Karu to like you know help him out, and then just go got it. Yeah, yeah, because they're all like they're all like like Roger and like them. It's like got it, got it. It would be funny if he just was like got it. Uh, yeah. But Tachibana was questioning them, being like, they're not even from this world, and. They're like they're, they're willing to help. help. Like that's awesome. All right. Well, this is still defend Earth, right? So, <laughs> who's your ruler? What am I supposed to say, Jesus? You're from Earth? No, I'm from Missouri. Yeah, that's on Earth, dipshit. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then so Asuna like teams up with Arissa, and, uh, and then like Asuna's just like, all right, summon Cyber Gomera. <laughs> And they just and then like, Lane's biggest wet dream happened. Fucking like I, 
Yeah, so we have a final showdown, like a showdown between fucking Mechagomera, Cybergomera. They're fucking going at it, like fucking Cybergomera's like clawing at him. Mechagomera like pushing him away. Pushing him away, and then like Cybergomera like jump, does like a flip and fucking hits him in the head with his tail, and it's just like, it's amazing. And then just like, I swear to God, like they have a moment where they both fire like their projectile attacks at each other. They do. Yeah, and they just. It was like it was that moment in Iron Man two where just like like Rhodes is in like the Iron Man Mark two suit and Iron Man's in his Mark six suit, and he's just like or no sorry Mark five no Mark four Mark four yeah yeah Mark four suit and he's just like it's like oh put your hand down want to be want to be Gomer put your hand want to be a Gomer raise your hand that's, and that's the title of this week's episode and then we're just gonna have the shot of like Gomer and Mech Gomer and Cyber Gomer. Just like with the shot where they're firing their lasers at each other, and then it just has War Machine and Iron Man's heads. Okay, I'm gonna. So, so Cyber Gomera and Mecha Gomera, but with Iron Man's heads. And, yeah. Okay. Got it. Now, do you want War Machine or Mark II? Um, whatever you decide to I'm gonna put War Machine. Yeah. I like that more. Yeah. Okay. War Machine Mark II. So, the one from Avengers Age of Ultron? No. <laughs> that was Mark II, though. Oh, okay, I know. Ah, and then Mark, Mark III was in Civil War, and Mark IV was in Infinity War. And then Mark V's gonna be in Endgame. Sweet. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I, I love War Machine's War, design. No, War Machine, War Machine has always looked fucking awesome, no matter what. I want a studio series, or, yeah, a studio series Marvel Legends of Mark One War Machine. Right? That yeah. would be Can we have a cool. proper War Machine figure, please? Or at least from Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then... So then, like, finally, like, X, like, Daichi, Sho, and Hikaru, they all, like, transformed all their Ultraman, like, at the same time. It's fucking dope. Because it goes, like, it goes, like, it goes, like, Ultraman X2, Ultraman Ginga, Ultraman Victory, Victory. And, like, they're even, like, surpassing each other for, like, the colors. In the background, so like you see X like put his arms in and like do, like do the iconic pose that every Ultraman does. Then you see like the gink like the galaxy uh, from Ginga go through, and then Victory smashes through that. Yeah, it's it's just it's so cool. And then they like drop down, they pose, and like they're just right, and they just fucking kicking Mold Specter's ass. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mold Specter's plan is to steal the Spark dolls from from the Zeo headquarters to make his new army. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Gina... Yeah, Shaplay gets killed. Uh, Gina fuses with Mold, and they become Judas... Or, not Judas Spectre, uh, Gua Spectre. Yeah, Gua Spectre, which is a fusion of all three of them. Yeah. Oh, wait, Judas dead, and they got their spirit there. I like the sword that they had, because it had uh, Gina and... Judas. Judas faces on it. That was cool. That was cool. I want a figure of him. Yeah, no, Mold Spectre looked cool. It's a nice design. Um, so then, yeah, so they're fighting, whatever, like that, and then, uh, yeah, Ginga and Victory go Ginga Victory. Yeah, they fuse. That's funny to say, actually. Ginga and Victory become Ginga Victory. Ginga and Victory become Ginga Victory. And then, uh, X is like, oh, okay, alright, goes exceed X. And they just go to and town. Then we, yeah, and then we see some shit with exceed X, which, like, 
didn't know he could do. Yeah, like, he does two new moves in this episode. He does, he has a move apparently called, uh, Exceed Illusion. Where he, like, makes four copies of himself. Or three copies of himself. Yeah. Thus making four of them. And then they have, like, they're, they're all the colors based off the little the slider slugger. thingy. Yeah. Like, there's a blue, red, yellow, and purple one. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, that, that was cool. And then he also has a move called the X-Slugger, X-Slugger Ray, I think it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure... Oh, no, the X-Slugger Shot, which it's like the Spatium Ray from his forehead. Yeah, it was actually really fun. It was like this cool, like, just like gigantic, like, ray of rainbow colors. And I was like, whoa, it's so fucking pretty. And then, um, yeah, there's just like the... And then... Uh, King of Victory, like, summons the powers of uh, Tiga, Dinah, and Gaia. And, like... Because there's only six buttons on, on the uh, Ultra Fusion Brace, so King of Victory... Ging, or Tiga, Dinah, and Gaia have to share share one. And then it's, like, Cosmo... Like, so there's Tiga, Dinah, and Gaia. Um, Cosmos, Max, Nexus... Mabius. Mabius, and Zero. That's making six. Yeah. So it's, like, a hexagon shape yeah. on the circle. So, like, I was trying to wonder oh, sorry, why they went... Sorry, there's seven. So I was trying to wonder why they said Tiga, Dinah, and Gaia, but, like, I, I couldn't find Be, a correlation. Well, it's because, uh... Well, for starters, they they were the ones that also did crossovers with each other. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Or it could also just be the fact that, hey, they're cool. They didn't... Like, we didn't see Ginga Victory use their powers in the Ginga S movie. Mm-hmm. All we saw them do was, like, the, uh... I think the zero shot, a cosmos attack, and a max attack or something. Okay. So it's like, okay, now everyone has kind of done their own attack now. But yeah, they just go to town on on Gua Spectre and he just explodes. Just done. Like, done. Also, the explosion behind Daichi, Hikaru, and Sho before they transform. Like, what is this? Disney Power Rangers? Yeah, it's cool. Just a giant explosion. Like, there was no need for that explosion to be bigger than their heads. Yeah, really. But you know what? They're fighting a giant monster. I'll accept it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then... It's it just the episode kind of... Like, the episode just has a happy ending and where... Then, like, we're wondering, like, how the fuck do you get back home? And just, like... It's uh, like, all right, he has the ultimate zero card. Yeah, which... So, X decides to be a good chum and... Uh, transport Ginga Victory and Arissa back to their home dimension. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was, again, it was a really fucking good episode. It was well-paced. Every character got their fair share of screen time. Well, except for Goki, but Goki never showed up. Oh, okay, you, you know what, that, okay, that's a minor complaint, but I can accept it involving this crossover. And I think Arissa was the more popular character. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. Because, like, you already got Ginga Victory. You got the ten cast members from X there. So it's like, okay, Goki and everyone else kind of has to be ignored. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I can think of it this way. Mm. Goki was left behind because if he was also there, there would be no way to protect the, to protect the city. Exactly. Probably the, the Victorians would help. Yeah, as well. Then, uh... Oh, yeah, and there was the other two. Like, the... Yeah. Shows, shows little buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. I don't remember they, their names. They died. <laughs> You're probably wondering what happened they, to the rest of the Victorians. They, they got they got buried or in the Victorians. cave. Victorians. They got buried in the cave. They're dead. Yeah, they're dead. 
Uh, oh yeah, there's also Mana there. She kicks ass. Um. So yeah, no really good episode. You know what this reminds me of? Reminds me of how back in the day when Power Rangers did crossovers with each other. Ultraman, Ultraman just does crossovers really well. Like, and I got, I got so, so much Gomera. I was so happy. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Kamen Rider and Sentai crossovers are also fun. But they just lack in story a bit. Yeah. It's like... No, I did watch the uh, Hurry Kenger vs. Gal Ranger crossover. Which, that's currently my number one favorite crossover at the moment for Sentai. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways. Oh, do, do we have to? Yeah. Alright, let's... Let's get... Oh, wait, wait, we got Daichi's Monster Lab quickly. Okay. Uh, there's Mechagomera, which apparently he also weighs 20 tons. Hmm. So he weighs the same amount as Gomera. Yep. Like, OG He's Gomera. Made lighter material. And the uh, cyber card was for Ultraman Ginga Victory. Yep. Which, still, you know, Ginga and Victory, height microscopic to infinite, and then weight is zero to infinity. Fucking Just do something. Bullshit. It is bullshit. It's like they have a set size and weight. Why Why do Ginga and Victory get, like, special treatment? Because they're, like... They're from the future. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways... Let's talk about Godzilla. Godzilla, king of the monsters. Incredible titan of terror. Gar, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? Why out of the first thing we do for for this, we choose a fucking American adaptation of the Godzilla movie? Because we already talked about the original 1954 film. With Godzilla Vember back in like twenty. Yeah, but 17. I don't mind watching it and talking about it again. It was a really good movie. Oh, sorry, twenty sixteen it was. But no, just this movie just had the fucking guy just some guy narrating everything that was happening right in front of us. Hey, he has a name. Ooh, Steve Martin. Ooh. Wait, like the comedian? No. Oh. Steve Martin. A global news reporter. From Global News Network. Yeah. Played by but, Raymond Burr. On his way to Cairo, but there was a there was a layover in Japan for two fucking days apparently. Yeah. Well like that that's the thing. Sometimes like your flight gets delayed and you have to stay in the place for a couple days. Damn. Uh, and just yeah, Godzilla happened to fucking attack. Yeah, in the span of two days, Godzilla showed up and killed everyone. So, yeah, so like you already know the whole plot of Godzilla and like how it happened, so like No, just, okay, like, okay, so here's a perfect way to describe it. Okay. Alright, so you take uh, you oh take the original Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. You remove any mention of the atomic bomb. You remove every element about how Godzilla is a threat of nature being tampered with by the power of man with the bombings. You also get rid of the just the message of how if we of how like humanity could create such a monster. And then you try to make it that Oh, Godzilla is just a prehistoric dinosaur from 200 million years ago. And he's 400 feet tall. Which isn't really that impressive when you compare it to meters. Like, Godzilla is only 50... Like, the original Godzilla is only 50 meters tall. But the... 
according to the dub. That's a hundred. That's a hundred and sixty-four feet. That's how tall so, Godzilla, the original Godzilla from 1954, is. It's 164 feet tall. Yeah. That's, that's like. That's like. So four five five and like one third Transformers standing on top of each other, like on shoulders, shoulders feet. But yeah, you get rid of all mention of like atomic bombs. You get rid of all mention of radioactivity. You you know you know why? Because probably maybe for Americans, like that kind of stuff was like very sensitive to them. They just didn't want to play the pity game. Yeah. Where like, oh yeah, we're not sorry for this. Oops. And this movie bombed. It bombed back in the day. Apparently, it was. A, because back in the day, it was just considered another giant monster movie. Yeah. But, like, the thing the thing I will commend this movie for and give it respect for was that... At least at they least tried. They, they tried to actually make it seem very believable that, like, Steve Martin was, like, in the room <laughs> with the other actors in the movie. So, like, like, there's, like, a scene where they're, like, talking about Godzilla in, like, this big, giant, like, conference room. And, like, you know... Where he's sitting, like, in front of a bunch of Japanese, around a bunch of Japanese people, and, like, the room, it looks like the same room they're in. So it's like, okay, like, they, they've actually made it believable. There's, like, one part, though, in the movie where, like, like, the rain's going on, like, in the seat in the village at night that they're, like, staying at or whatever like that. And, yeah. like, you can tell, like, the footage is, like, more, like, darker and, like, grittier. But then, like, the you raw footage of, just... of Raymond Burr in the rain, he's it looks more, like, high quality. Yeah. Which, well, that's the thing. Uh, we want, so... We watched the Criterion version of the 1956 film. So, which if you haven't heard of the Criterion, they are the be-all, end-all of, like, movie companies. Or, like, a DVD release uh, movie department, from what I understand. So, this movie has been fully restored. But when it cuts to, like, Godzilla footage, I can still see, like, the grain and, like how much the film is actually faded from it. And then they also re-released the, uh... Because this came in a two-pack. This came with the original 1954 film fully restored to its, like, highest quality possible. But now I'm just thinking, if you're gonna spend the time to do this... I didn't watch their Criterion version of the original Godzilla movie. I watched the 2004 re-release on DVD... When, when we first watched it. Mm -hmm. Now I just want to know how much of a quality difference is there. Because this is spliced footage. It, it's kind of like when you watch... Like, say you watch an episode of Money War from Power Rangers. Like, season one, Zoo Ranger footage. It looks old. It looks... Like, it doesn't match the actual footage from yeah, the show. Yeah, you can, you can tell, like, the 90s, like, f live-action footage from Power Rangers or whatever like that. Yeah. And then you, when you go to the Sentai footage, you just, like, you know it's fucking Sentai footage. Well, it's not even that. It's just the Sentai footage, it looks, like, it looks worn out. It looks degrading. You watch the official, like, adaptation for it, it's much, like, it's more, what's the word I'm looking for? Crisp? Yeah, it, yeah, it's more crisp looking. So it's like, I don't get it. Why don't they just take the original source material and just create, like, the ultimate cut yeah. of this said film? But I'm not I'm not in that position. No. And I'll give, I'll give Raymond Burr one thing. He He's very good at just staring, <laughs> looking concerned. Like, oh my god. Uh, 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 
I, I just want to imagine what Raymond Burr was going through right then. It's like he like imagine if he's never saw the movie like beforehand. So he he has to interact with something that's not even there. Kind of like how everyone in Transformers movies nowadays have to interact with something that's not there. So like just like oh my god, and then like when there's like a conversation about like what happened to like a ship full of like people that got attacked by Godzilla, like he has to have like a guy like telling him like, oh what are they saying? Oh, they said there are no survivors. Oh. Yeah, he even mentions my Japanese a little rusty. It's like fuck off, buddy. <laughs> my weeponese is very rusty. <laughs> and then like. For certain, like, scenes that don't have Raymond Byrne and they just, like, dub over the fucking Jedi. So, like, when, when, like, there's so when, like, Steve Martin's talking to Dr. S- like, Serizawa, Serizawa, like, he's talking with, like, a fully English dub voice. They're like, no, he's Japanese! He's gotta speak Japanese! Like, come on! And then there are scenes where Raymond Byrne's not even there. And they're still speaking English! No, no, and they're not even speaking English. It's just all in Japanese. It's like, oh my goodness, what was this movie... Fi- to quote James Rolfe, what were they thinking? Yeah, like, it was so confusing, man. It was so poorly done. Oh, like, like, if you're gonna do this, why didn't they just dub it? They should just dub it. Oh, movie. wait, can't, we can't, because there's atomic, like, like, they talk about atomic bombs, they talk about radiation. They, they cut all that. They could just dub that over. It's just, oh my goodness. Oh, this was a, this is a creature made of, like, Horrible experiments due to toxic waste or something. Oh, oh. They could have just said toxic waste. Oh no, that's still like it still would have been our fault. God. They didn't want to feel. They didn't. The Americans didn't want to feel pity for themselves. And like when Godzilla, when Godzilla's like first attacking, like it's just like Sea Bard's like on a fucking building, <laughs> just like watching everything from a distance, and it's like, oh no, and, like <laughs> like all this destruction, like. Hundreds of people are getting fucking killed, massacred. Like steps in front of a, like on a train track, and the train crashes into fucking Godzilla's butt, and just right, just just Steve Martin's just standing there on the building, just going so much, att- just looking so serious, like not even going like, oh my god, like like he's not looking horrified, staring there, looking super concerned, like that's all that's all the direction he got, just just stand there and look look con- uh, slightly concerned. This is why I feel like he never saw the movie. He, never even, he probably never even saw what Godzilla looked like. For, for What's a Godzilla? Know. Yeah, what the fuck's a Godzilla? And, like, they say, like, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah sometimes, they say Godzilla, like, super fast. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah sometimes they say Godzilla in this. Godzilla. Instead, instead of like, Godzilla. Which I'm like, okay, you know what? That sounds like a better name than Godzilla. Oh, man, in a bit. Godzilla. Man, man, I can't wait for that King Kong versus Godzilla film. Oh, I like Godzilla. It makes him sound powerful. Because he's a god. Also, false advertising. They never call him King of the Monsters. No. Never once do they call him King of the Monsters. Also, if you're going to wonder what's the difference between this version and the 2019 version coming out, because they're the same title, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla King of the Monsters, this one has a comma where the new one coming up has a colon in it. And this one's gonna be better. Where this one's a piece of shit. Yeah, and then so then later on, like he gets like an auto audio recorder and just starts like recording like everything that like describing everything that Godzilla's doing. Because like, like to be fair, like he's he's recording it for like his boss back in Chicago or some shit. Yeah, his, yeah, his boss George. Uh, yeah. Jo- yeah, George so like he gave, he gave the two Americans in this movie the most like 
fucking like generic names of the 50s George and Steve George and Steve yeah no, no those are the most like generic names you can give like two white guys not even Richard yeah not even Richard just George and Steve Richard Martin that sounds better yeah, than Richard, Steve Richard Martin. Martin George Martin that sounds George Ma- wait isn't that an actor as well I don't fucking know George Martin that sounds familiar yeah so then like and then like as Godzilla's like just inching closer and closer like he's still in the fucking building and I'm like what the fuck are you doing get out of there there's a fucking 50 meter monster coming towards you run everybody's gone everyone's gone and then he gets collapsed into a fucking building like a building falls on him he survives somehow to quote Bill Burr from his from like one of his stand-ups but but here's the worst part the worst part of all the fucker lives. <laughs> yeah, he, he survived the Godzilla attack. You survived from being crushed by a building by a 400 feet tall giant dinosaur. Bullshit. So stupid. The fucker it's lives. Like you can't have him die. He's the protagonist of the film. Now, now, now uh, here's the thing that I will at least give props to. That is something that I would like to see in a Godzilla movie. Just a guy that got stuck in the situation like oh i'm on like oh i'm on my way here my plane just stopped in japan and there's a kaiju yeah i feel like if they redid that plot in like a modern godzilla film it would work yeah it, like the, the plot itself worked it's just just like make the actor like react better and like inter- actually have him interact with the characters because like that, that that's the problem the, the, the concept works in paper, like, super well. It's just that they were it, splicing them into a film that was already made. It, it, it's like Power Rangers Hyperforce. Good concept, bad execution. So, like, yeah, and you have, like, these Japanese people, like, like it, it's super funny. Like, you have them have, like, this English dub voice, and then when, like, they say the name, like, when, like, Serizawa is, like, going back into his lab, like, like the guy was speaking, like dubbed over in English and then he's like Serizawa-san! Serizawa-san! and it's like the original audio of him and it's like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, what? yeah there are points where like even though there are already dubbed cast members for these characters there are points where they don't even dub them over and I swear to god when Emiko was like crying like a couple times in the film that was dubbed over that was her mm-hmm. no was it? nope oh, okay. that was the original oh okay that was the original I actress. S- I swear that was fucking dubbed. Oh, no. No, what was dubbed over was Saki crying in episode 20. <laughs> episode 20 of Rube. Just, oh, man. This movie. This movie was something. Mm-hmm. So, like, all we can say in the end is just, like, if you're going to watch this or the original version, watch the original version. Like, watch version. the original Original night. version, English subtitles, Japanese audio... Like, it has a deeper meaning. It has a deeper meaning. It's cooler. It's more suspenseful. And I forgot how terrifying this Godzilla's face is in this movie. Like, oh. Jesus Christ. We get, like, a close, close, like, he's staring at you into the camera. Like, it's fucking terrifying. Like you get the point of what Godzilla's head's supposed to be, right? No. It's supposed to represent a mushroom cloud. Oh. Okay. Like, that was the original design for Godzilla. It's like, they were going for, like, something that got hit by, yeah. by a, a top. Yeah. And, like, like I was, like, being a complaint, like, why the fuck is he wearing, like, a, like, Sarah's always, like, wearing, like, an eye patch, and it's like, oh, because he was in the war. Yeah. So, like, it was only nine years ago, so... Yeah, this is 1954, so, like, the war was only nine years ago. Yeah. Now that he's a lot older, he probably fought during the war. Yeah. 
and just like still it was really cool to see him like they actually kept the scene of him like sacrificing himself to godzilla like it was still pretty fucking good so they also got like they mentioned it once in the movie but um dr yamane he was like the environmentalist oh yeah the other guy who was like he's like we shouldn't be destroying we should study him yeah yeah they only mentioned it once and that was it yeah where in the like in the original movie, I swore they mentioned it like a few more times, especially at the end when Godzilla died. Yeah. Like he's the one that gives the final message, being like, like he was the only thing of its race. But if but if we humans keep doing this, then there might be another we'll Godzilla make, make one another day. One. Yeah. yeah, we might make another one. How does this movie end? Just Raymond Burr on like a microphone, being like. Like, the world is now at peace again, that Godzilla is destroyed. And then credits, and we're like, and it's like, Raven Burrs, Steve Martin, like, fuck okay. off. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Um, and then, oh. yeah, uh, Gar, Gar told me that apparently that he does show up again in, like, a, a, a cut of the uh, 1984 movie. Yeah. So that's so cool. So, in 1985, they released a they released the 1984 film of that was just titled Godzilla to start the Heisei era. Uh, it was called Godzilla's Return over here, where there were scenes where Raymond Burr now just being called Mr. Martin. Yeah, because Steve Martin was already a thing. Steve Martin was becoming a big thing in the 80s. And apparently uh, he took his role a lot more seriously. He... Apparently he did see the original cut of Godzilla, mm. so he tried to keep more the attention to like the whole like bombing stuff, and that movie was sponsored by Dr Pepper. Oh, that's why they have the oh. like. If you see that, like, if you see the nineteen eighty five cut of the nineteen eighty four film, there's just Dr Pepper everywhere. I think we need to watch that. Like we watched this one. We might as well watch the fucking 1985 cut. If you said if you said that he took it more seriously, then I'm actually genuinely curious to watch it. Uh, if you're interested in seeing that cut, I think the reviewer's name is Brendan Colts. Okay. He's like, he's not like a channel awesome. No. No, he's a, but he like you can tell he's in, like his yeah. inspiration was like the cinema snob, but he reviews kaiju movies. He's also from Canada. Cool. In which he's, uh, he talked about the 1985 cut. Mm-hmm. In which, just, yeah, there's a lot of Dr. Pepper in that movie. Cool, I like Dr. Pepper so I haven't had, doc- I haven't had Pop in like, like almost two months. Um, so yeah, so that's, that was our first movie that we have for the, our Godzilla. A thon. Uh, no, no, no. Godzilla 65th anniversary run. Yeah. Or marathon, that's what I'm calling it. The uh, the Godzilla 65th anniversary marathon. Yeah. So now that our first movie is out of the way, let us introduce the Godzilla wheel. Yeah. So let, let we, me refresh this. So we have so we have a wheel of every single Godzilla movie on here. Yeah, in which and then so, every single every single time we'll take one out. Yeah. So we have we have every movie ex uh except for the 1998 Godzilla. Yeah. And the um, uh, the anime movies from Godzilla, but I uh, this will be a video version. If you watch our YouTube version, I am going through the list to show you that we have every single Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. We are not sorry. It's just every movie's on there. Yeah. 
So I'm hoping that we get to talk about my favorite Godzilla movie, Godzilla vs. Hedera. I love that movie. So with that, with that out of the way, let Let's us start, start the wheel. And our next kaiju movie is... Godzilla vs. Biolante. No, it's Biolante. Damn it! You spelled it Boyolante. Uh, yes, I accidentally spelled it Boyolante. Hooray! Godzilla versus Biolante. That was actually a really shitty one. The first Godzilla movie made in in the Heisei era. With with the fucking plant monster. With, was, with not Hedera. It's like it's like a plant mon he's like a plant monster with like Godzilla's DNA. Did you ever see Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, no. Imagine Andre too? Yeah. Imagine that as Kaiju. You know what's funny? I was thinking while you were saying that, I'm like, we're gonna get fucking boiled by I was thinking that as well. I'm like, damn. Damn it. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, our next movie we'll talk about is Godzilla versus Biolante. So look forward to that. It was it was boring as I remember. May Godzilla have mercy on our soul. Jeez. I hope you talk about Hedera. You, you want another? You, you 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 guys want us to talk about Godzilla versus Hedera because that shit's a fucking trip. And you want to know the funniest part? From what I understand, Godzilla vs. Biollante was very unappreciated when it first came out, and that's why the next movie involved King Ghidorah in it, because like, they started doing classic monsters. Back in 2014, for Godzilla's 60th, 60th anniversary, this movie was number one in everyone's favorite. Like, this movie made a huge comeback. Mm, yeah, in, I, I remember not really enjoying it that much. Mm-hmm. I still don't like Biolante in terms of design. <laughs> it's like, wait, so what happened to its number one spot? Shin Godzilla. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, Shin Godzilla was a well, I hope we get to Shin Godzilla. I hope we talk about Shin Godzilla again, too. That'd be, oh. that'd be sweet. There's, there's like 28 of these Yeah, I want to talk, talk about fucking Godzilla vs. Hedera. I want to talk about Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. I want to talk about Godzilla vs. Uh, King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, yeah. M11. Like, yeah, M11. Like, you'll, we'll, if we ever get to that movie, we'll talk about him, because he's one of the best characters in the but, fucking and, franchise. And if you're wondering, well, why don't you just do these movies in order? One, that'll take us too long. Two, I don't know, bring, makes things interesting. We're not going to do all of them, but... Oh, no, we're not going to do all No, we'll, we'll just do whatever ones we can, and then... Yeah, and then once this year is over with, we might just do it, like... We've, we've already marathoned these movies, we won't do it again. <laughs> We, 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 we pride ourselves in the fact that we've done it, so. Yeah. Whew. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, this was Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. Episode 36. Want to be a Gomera? Raise your hand. Wait, episode 36? You mean 66. Oh, yeah, episode 66. Sorry. Ugh. <laughs> oh. And uh, we'll see you all next week, because next week will be our first episode in May. And we'll finally be getting back to SSS Gridman. SSS Gridman. SSS Gridman. The anime. Schwa for now. Schwa for now. Oh, I need another drink. Yeah, me too. Cheers, man. Yeah, may Godzilla have mercy on our souls. Oh, boy. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. We appreciate your dedication to listening. If you have an opinion on the news or shows we talked about, 
Leave a comment down below. Hashtag comments for Lane. If you want to check us out on other social media pages, you can check out our Twitter pages. As always, you can follow me at twitter.com slash You can follow me at twitter.com slash lane double underscore. For other pages, you can find my blog, Gar's Toku Blogs, on facebook.com. And while you're on Facebook, why not give Radio Sentai Cast Ranger a follow? For older episodes of our shows, you can find them at castranger.podbean.com. And we also have some merch, such as t-shirts and bags, available at tpublic.com. That's all for this exciting episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. Until next time, schwa for now! now.